What up, what up, dímelo mi gente, que lo que Y'all already know this is Punch, Drunk, Boxing, a.k.a. Mr. Ramon Who shot himself Ladies and gentlemen, what a celebration this past weekend And what a disappointment Damn, man <sighs> Jamel Charlo Jamel Iron Man Charlo The undisputed 154 pound king Iron Man Charlo didn't show up last week To fight Canelo Alvarez His biggest opportunity His biggest night Pay-per-view Jamel Charlo, you probably not, never going to get an opportunity like this to fight a Canelo Alvarez, the cash cow of the sport of boxing, a.k.a. King Nello, a.k.a. Cartelo, a.k.a. Cash Nello, a.k.a. Payday, a.k.a. Get the fuck out of here, man. Damn, that was your opportunity, Jamel Charlo. Jamel Charlo, the Iron Man, he ain't had no roar. You know what I'm saying? He ain't had the lion roar. Nah, he ain't had none of that. I know I don't sound like a lion and stuff like that. I'm trying my best, folks. But you know what I'm talking about. Canelo Alvarez took the roar out the lion. Just reminded me of the lion of the lion of, of, of the uh, of Wizard of Oz. Damn it, Jamel Charlie should have gone to the Yellow Brick Road and see the Wiz before fighting Canelo Alvarez, and probably would have had a chance to show us a better approach. Lack of lack of enthusiasm. Even leading up to the fight, let's be real, let's be honest. And to me, I was like, you know, what I'm saying I support Jamel Charlie, I support Canelo Alvarez. And I and I, and I know that his I, I know that Jamel Charlo could do better than that. I know that Jamel Charlo got a got, got got a heavy toolbox. He just didn't want to display it that night in his biggest night versus the biggest star and the face of boxing. Everything is not about winning and losing, folks, but it's how you win and how you lose and the way that Jamel Charlo lost. His stock, unfortunately. Has gone lower than if he would have just if he would have got knocked out. Now I'm not going out there and, and and asking fighters go out there and get knocked out. No 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 no. But everything is about effort. And when the fans don't ident identify the effort, see it doesn't matter if you're a fan or not. When they don't identify the effort, because effort is effort. You know what I'm saying? You're not necessarily going to win, but people appreciate the effort. And fighters. Should appreciate the customer's dollars. Let me give you an example. Javante San Diego versus versus Pitbull Cruz. Coming inside the, coming into that fight, we all know that Javante San Diego was going to be Pitbull Cruz. Matter of fact, Canelo Alvarez versus John Ryder. We understand that Canelo Alvarez is going to be John Ryder. He's not even in the level of Canelo Alvarez. But the effort that they put, even in their loss. Even if, 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 let's say, John Ryder lost almost every round of the Canelo Alvarez fight, he did not cheat the fans. Oh, don't you? Uh, he didn't cheat himself out of effort. To the point where you could be like, all right, John Ryder gave Canelo Alvarez a fight. He was going to win the fight, but you know that he ain't laid down for Canelo Alvarez. He just wasn't there for the paycheck. He was out there to make a good account of, him, of, of himself. And a John Ryder is going to get a big fight. Probably next time they're talking about him and fighting Jaime Munguia, but he's going to get a big fight just because of that effort. Not necessarily because of the loss, because of the effort. Pitbull Cruz, people want to see the rematch between Javante Tang Davis versus Pitbull Cruz because of Pitbull Cruz's effort the first time that they fought. Jamel Charlo's effort, it, uh, to be honest, it just didn't do a disservice for him. It actually also did a disservice for Bud Crawford, in which Bud Crawford wanted to fight Canelo Alvarez next. And now people are actually thinking logically, objectively now, like I've been saying, because I'm not a fan of no Canelo Alvarez versus Book Crawford. 
Buck Crawford, the, the three-division world champion, two-division undisputed and stuff like that, regarded as pound for pound number one. I don't want to see that fight. He's coming from a, he, he's coming from the welterweight. We saw the weight difference between Jamel Charlo and Canelo Alvarez. Now, look, folks. We also got to give credit that Jamel Charlo out there signed a deal for, and, and, and dare to be great. But see, even that dare to be great, even that dare to be great, people going to take it like, that wasn't dare to be great when he stepped inside the ring. He, Jamel Charlo did a disservice to even the, the quote-unquote dare to be great. Because, let's be real, let's be honest. With all the skills and talent, with the veteran of, because this ain't no, he's he's not a young fighter. He is, he's old. I believe he's older than Canelo Alvarez, a year older than Canelo Alvarez. All these years. And it's unfortunate that Jamel Charlo never get the credit that he deserved, right? Never got the credit that he deserves from pugilists of the game, writers of the game. You know what I'm saying? People that have the power to pen to put you on a pound-for-pound list, on a legitimate pound-for-pound list, and those same people that got the power of the pen are the one that's going to vote you into the Hall of Fame. A lot of them, a lot of them, I know them, devalue Jamel Charlo ever, even when he had the undisputed crown. But with that performance, with that performance, you gave them a reason to legitimize their pick to legitimize their thought, to legitimize their assessment of you. I was shocked of the performance of Jamel Charlo. I was shocked. Because it felt like that was not even him. Even leading up to the fight, and I went out there and I interviewed Jamel Charlo and shout out Jamel Charlo and giving me the opportunity and the honor to, to, to interview him, you know what I'm saying? Just talking to world-class fighters and world-class champions and stuff like that is an honor. I do this for boxing. I love boxing. I look at these the, these men and women as, as special human beings in my opinion. The way they go out there and sacrifice themselves to, to feed their family and things of that nature. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Jamel Charlo and I'm still going to be a fan of Jamel Charlo. You know what I'm saying? One fight, in my opinion, doesn't define who you are and, and as as a man or as a fighter. But you know what? The unfortunate part in the sport of boxing that is not like any, any other sport, right? If Steph Curry has a bad shooting game and stuff like that, but I know that Steph Curry got a three-point shot. You feel me? Steph Curry could go one night, three for 19, right? And it's a bad night. It's a bad night, but in the end, of the, but I know in the back of my mind, I know that Steph Curry, everybody know that Steph Curry is one of the best three-point shooters. But he could have a bad night. But the difference between the basketball, the NBA, and boxing is that you can have your bad night today and probably have a back-to-back -back and have another game tomorrow and see that 3 for 19 could turn into could turn into 8 for 14. 8 for, for, for 12 from the three-point line. And then you win in the fourth quarter in the buzzard and stuff like that. And then Steph Curry is back where he he belongs. And it's a fast transition. You already forgot about the 2, the, 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 the two for 19. You already forgot about that. But in boxing, if you take a loss a day, knowing that fighters nowadays, especially champions, only fight two times a year, maybe one time a year, like a Jamal Charlo only fought, like he was back. He hasn't fought in 16, 16, almost 17 months. That loss sticks for a long time. So it's like each and every day is like it's a loss until you get back in the ring. And that's the unfortunate part. 
There's people out there, unfortunately, that are saying that they, they, they never want to see Jamel Charlo back. That they will never pay for a Jamel Charlo fight. Because people feel, because of the effort, he cheated not only himself out of the opportunity to make a good account of himself, but he cheated the fans. So, Jamel Charlo, to get back, respect, because I think, it, and I keep on saying the word is unfortunate, because it is unfortunate, because at the end of the day, these guys, like I said, they go out there, they risk their lives. He didn't want to go in out there. He didn't want to win. He didn't go for the win. He, he truly didn't want to compete and challenge Canelo Alvarez And to be honest Canelo Alvarez I think there was a lot of openings For him to capitalize I'm not going to necessarily You know he, I, I believe that He had the opportunity To really make this a fight To really make this memorable I also said leading up to the fight If the Canelo Alvarez Don't have If his stamina was not up to par That Jamel Charlo was going to drown him In the championship round Let me tell you like this The way that, Can that Charlo was fighting Even if Canelo Alvarez stamina Was not up to par Jamel Charlo would have never identified A goal for the kill Even with Canelo Alvarez stamina not if if it was not up to par because it was up to, uh, you got to give him credit it was up to par whatever they did in training camp they did a good job they went in the hills he went running y'all already know y'all followed the channel punch run box and I always talk about road work road work I don't like fighters that abandon the road work Canelo Alvarez went back to the to the tradition of running running hills running road work miles put miles in and he looked it like a brand new a brand new man. A brand new fighter. And I'm saying even if Canelo Alvarez didn't, his stamina was not up to par. Just like the Triple G, right? The Triple G fight, it was not really up to par, but he finished the fight. I don't believe that Jamel Charlo would identify to go for the kill. Jamel Charlo leading up to, leading up to the fight had a lack of enthusiasm, lack of energy. And I'm not saying you got to go out there and trash talk Canelo Alvarez like you did Tony Harrison because, of course, it needs to be a back and forth thing, right? But people saw that it was not the energy, the lion, the 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 characteristic, you know what I'm saying, the demeanor. It, it wasn't it wasn't the Jamal Charlo that we all uh, um, come to love and respect. And me, I was just thinking, you know what? Damn, this is part of the game plan right here. Jamel Charles is not going to waste no energy. Not going to give in to the media. And stuff. Not, not, not. He gave great in interviews and stuff like that. He was very accessible, but he was not going to give that type of energy. He's going to put all that energy, all that effort, everything he worked in from the amateurs to, to, to the professional level, all the doubters. He's going to go in there with a chip in the shoulder because Jamel Charlo always fight with a chip in the shoulder of proving the people to believe in who I am. Believe in the lion. Believe in the champion. Believe in the fighter. Believe Believe in the warrior and the man that showed up this past weekend versus Canelo Alvarez was a shell of himself. It was not even him. It was like somebody zapped the spirit out of the real Jamal Charlo and somebody just walked inside that ring or leading up to the to, 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 to the fight. It was not him. I even asked Jamal Charlo, Jamal Charlo, um, um, the 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 the, the quiet demeanor. What does a lion do before it strikes? He said, "They quiet. You know how the lion is. We seen the history. We seen the 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 history um um channel. We know how the lions crawl. They stay low. 
before they strike him, before they get that 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 elephant, that deer, or whatever the animal he's trying to attack. <laughs> and I thought that Jamel Charles was gonna be that type of lion. But damn, that just that lion needed to go to the yellow brick road and see the whiz. Huh? That line that the line had to go to the yellow brick road and see the whiz before he fight Canelo Alvarez and he ain't do that. I blame Dorothy. Because you should I blame Dorothy. And the Tin Man. And the Scarecrow. <laughs> you should have never let that line get in the ring with Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> But anyway, Jamel Charlo need to, you know what I'm saying, his next fight, he's going to need to not only prove to the fans and stuff like that, because in this sport, you really got to prove to yourself. Don't go out there trying to prove something to the haters because that's what you've been hated for a long time. You can't go out there to prove something to the haters because proving something to the, proving something to the haters, like I said it before, haters are, haters are of the devil. Haters are... And their spirit is of the devil. So, and this goes out for anybody out there. Listen up. Don't ever, don't ever go out there to prove something to haters. I'm very tired of, uh, especially this community and stuff like that. People always trying to be like, watch. Watch, I'm going to prove you wrong. Watch, I'm going to prove the haters wrong. Watch, watch, watch. You're letting the hate dictate your motivation. When you, let me tell you like this, man. When you let hate because hate is the spirit of the devil. Dictate your motivation. Everything you work for. Motivation to go to the gym. Motivation to go, go to school. Motivation or whatever. To prove the haters wrong. Because I'm saying like this. Haters is going to hate you regardless. Haters are going to hate you regardless. As a matter of fact, when you succeed, they hate you more. You're not going to turn those haters into supporters. You know what I'm saying? Because hate is an evil spirit. But if you let... Hate motivate your approach. Hate motivate you. Then you act. Then you're actually letting the devil dictate your approach, and the devil's going to lead you into a hole. Always, always approach, and always, if you want to prove something, prove, prove that God make no mistakes. Prove that God make no mistakes. Prove your supporters right at least. Stay positive with positive energy. Prove that God make no mistakes. Prove your supporters right instead of proving your haters wrong. And I think that's a way better attitude and a way better approach. It's positive. It's enlightenful. You know what I'm saying? So that would be the first opinion that I would I tell Jamal Charlo once he get to get back to the rhythm of things, to get back into the winning column. You know what I'm saying? You got the skills already. The skills were sharpened. Shout out to Jawan Guzman and Derek James. But I believe that with Jawan Guzman, even e look, look, I'm gonna say it like this: even if you want to take a little bit of the good, uh, a little bit of the good of the uh, of the fight, his footwork was amazing. If you add punches to it, if Jamal Charlo would have punches with, sit down on his punches here and there and stuff like that, I believe even that he was elusive. He was elusive. He just needed to throw more punches. 
Just needed to throw more punches. Gain the respect of Canelo Alvarez because Canelo Alvarez just didn't have no respect. A matter of fact, not only that Canelo Alvarez didn't have respect, Canelo Alvarez identified that you don't even have the confidence of your own skill set to make it a competitive fight. But again, everybody has their good days and bad days, and that's just one night. And in boxing, that one night is very costly. You got to be a perfect fighter or your perfect self to make a good account of yourself. But a lot of people talking about what's next for Canelo Alvarez. And of course, we know that David Benavidez, the Mexican monster, the Ecuadorian monster, the Dominican monster, is going to be facing the boogeyman of the sport of boxing, the most duck fighter by any champions of this era. The most ducked fighter by champions of this era. Demetrius Bubu Andrade. <laughs> yes. David Benavides versus Demetrius Andre. And the winner. The two guys that's arguably um, the two guys that people most feel like Canelo Alvarez have avoiding in his career. You got to remember Demetrius Andre in 154 was the WBO champion of the world. And, and, and Canelo Alvarez was a mandatory position. And the number two right behind Canelo Alvarez pause was... um. Was Jamal Charlo. Canelo Alvarez didn't fight for the belt. He went out there and fight Kirkland. And then fought Miguel Cotto. And then he moved up to the 160, right? When he fought Cotto. Hey, guess who moved up to the 160 right back? The Mizandre. Then he became WBO champion. The Mizandre became WBO champion. Billy Joe, he was supposed to fight Billy Joe Saunders. That was supposed to be one of, one of the best matches in, in, in the middleweight division outside of the, the likes of Canelo Alvarez and Triple G, the, uh, um, Canelo Alvarez and Daniel Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs, Triple G. That fight was a very, very great fight, Billy Joe Saunders versus, versus the Mizandre. But Billy Joe Saunders popped dirty. They stripped Billy Joe Saunders. So then once again, the Mizandre is left fighting. A non-champion in which he's been criticized. But hey, how, why y'all criticizing the Mizandre if the other people is popping dirty and, and the ch other champions or capable of champions don't want to unify the titles with him or want to fight him? So he became champion, WBO champion. And Canelo Alvarez beat the likes of Daniel Jacobs. And it was one fight to be, it one fight to go to become undisputed. Canelo Alvarez had three straps and the Mizandre had that one strap. Just like it, Bud Crawford versus Earl the True Spence in the welterweight division. I wanted to see the Mises Andre versus Canelo Alvarez in the middleweight division. And the Mises Andre is an undefeated champion, Olympian, and with the most respected skill set in the sport of boxing and in the industry. The fight didn't happen. Canelo Alvarez's team didn't, find the, didn't sign the extension because, of course, he had a mandatory and Sergei Derevchenko. But we all know that um, um, unification bouts trumps. The mandatory, and even if it was called, there was no purse bid. You had enough time to find an extension to get the Demise Andre fight. Canelo Alvarez team didn't do that. So Canelo Alvarez got stripped, leaves the middleweight division without fighting for the undisputed, in which that was his goal. Goal, but becomes a three-division world champion as he moved up to the 175-pound division and fought Sergey Kovalev, the crusher. And now Demis Andre is at 168. Fighting the guy that many feel that Canelo Alvarez should fight and should have fought instead of Jamel Charlo. And Canelo Alvarez said it himself. Canelo Alvarez said in the recent interview that, that he could do whatever he want to do. 
So even for the people that's just that they're stressed out or or or, or talking ish about the Jamel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez, let's not let's not let's be very very clear. It was Canelo Alvarez that chose Jamel Charlo as well. Because let's not forget, I went out there during the Bud Crawford versus Earl the True Spence. New York City press conference and I had an interview with Steven Espinoza, Showtime's president, and I asked Steven Espinoza, was it true about the $50 million offer to David Benavidez? Was that legit? And he says, yes, it was backed up by Showtime PBC. So looking at the interview that he had this past, um, um, before before the fight with Jamel Charlo and stuff like that, Canelo Alvarez says that he's in, he was he was referring to the to the, profi, the 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 promotional contracts of Ryan Garcia, Golden Boy Promotions, and and just just promotional contracts. He says that he's in a position to do whatever he want to do. So in all actuality, Canelo Alvarez denied and declined the David Benavidez offer and took the package offer of a hundred mil plus for three fights. But we could have. But if Canelo Alvarez, like he said, he could do whatever he want to do. He has the power to do whatever he want to do. And Steven Espinosa also said, when people when people are asking him about Terrence Bill Crawford versus Canelo Alvarez, he says it's up to Canelo Alvarez because Canelo Alvarez is, is, is really could do whatever he want to do. Then why he didn't fight David Benavidez? But that's for another subject. David Benavidez still has to climb up. He just can't be waiting for Canelo Alvarez. So nobody should be just waiting for Canelo Alvarez. You got to carve your own legacy like Jamel Charlo actually did in 154. And that's why he's highly respected. And, and a matter of fact, Jamel Charlo was still on my pound for pound list. Ooh, what do you mean, punch? What do you mean that Jamel Charlo's on your pound for pound list? You ain't seen the way he went out there and fought. Well, 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 he dared to be great. Let's not, let's still not forget that he moved up two divisions up. Let's not forget that he's a 154-pound dog, and he moved two divisions up, right? And if Canelo Alvarez didn't get off my pound-for-pound pound list when he moved up and there to be great to fight Dimitri before, in which he barely won around as well, he probably won like two, three rounds. I didn't take him off my pound-for-pound pound list. I didn't take him off my top five because he dared to be great. He was fighting another champion. And a matter of fact, this time, and look, Dimitri before at the time when the Canelo Alvarez fight him, he was not no pound-for-pound. Pound. He was not no five, top, not even a top 15, maybe barely a top 20 pound-for-pound pound fighter. But guess what? Canelo Alvarez was a top three pound-for-pound fighter when Jamel, when Jamel Charlo fought him. Arguably, arguably the best in boxing. The cash cow, the sport of book sale. Moving up two divisions up. And you're going to take him off your pound-for-pound pound list, but you don't take Jamel, uh, Canelo Alvarez off your pound-for-pound pound list when he lost to Dimitri before? No, no, no. I keep it consistent. We keep it unbossy, logically, and objectively. Jamel Charlo is still my top 10 pound-for-pound, pound, and Canelo Alvarez is still on my pound-for-pound pound, even after he lost to Dimitri before. Sorry, folks. You you, you pick your own pound-for-pound pound list. Damn it, this is my pound-for-pound pound list. Shit. But, Demetrius Andre versus David Benavidez is the clash of two guys that, you know what I'm saying, that many have felt that's been avoided by Canelo Alvarez. And I believe that the winner should and will fight Canelo Alvarez May 4th, Cinco de Mayo of 2024. A lot of people was picking David Benavidez to beat Demise Andre. But ladies and gentlemen, Demise Andre may throw the monkey wrench. And I believe that Demise Andre got the heaviest bag arguably in the sport of boxing there is no slowing down Demise Andre Demise Andre yes is 35 years old but <laughs> never got ne ne never ne never ne never been punished re re really no wear and tear Demise Andre in the last rarely even lose a round 
rarely get touched. The Mizan Drain has all the skill set and all the capabilities and all the ring generalship, all the, 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 the awkwardness, the unpredictability, the skill set, the accuracy, the IQ. To beat David Benavides. I don't think that David Benavides ever seen anything like the Mizandre. And is the reason why it's hard for management teams and matchmakers to match them, the champions, with the Mizandre. Because they know very well if he had the opportunity to unify the titles versus Jamal Charlo or Triple G or anything, they know. See, in the industry, they know who the Mises Andre is. There's plans out there that want to make believe, like, you don't know who the Mises Andre is. You don't know what he's capable of doing and stuff like that. Maybe because he hasn't given you the eye-catching performances and stuff like that, like other fighters, like the highlight reel. He hasn't given you that boots and his type to be hyped all over him or the Javante Tan Davis type of performances and stuff like that, highlight reels. He's not even giving you that, even though that he cracked J Jason Quigley's jaw uh, uh, um, two fights prior. But he's very highly capable of throwing the monkey wrench. Just like Andy Ruiz was capable of throwing the monkey wrench versus Anthony Joshua. And threw a monkey wrench in the Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. You know, potential fight. It can happen. I've seen it happen before. This is the sport of boxing. And this is what I'm saying. That in boxing, it's so, it's, it's, his, um, you could, it's so historically documented that nothing should surprise the people. I mean, when Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, nothing could humble me more. <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything could happen, ladies and gentlemen. When my favorite fighter, Roy Jones Jr., the worst night of my boxing life was when Antonio Tolva knocked out Roy Jones Jr. in the second round. He was sleeping like a baby. Sleeping like a baby. Manny Pacquiao, he got knocked out cold by Marquez. Like by, uh, um, uh, Marquez. He was sleeping like a baby. I've seen upsets before. I've seen people throw the monkey wrench. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you like this. Don't talk like you're so sure that David Benavidez is going to beat Demise Andre. I'm trying to humble your minds because don't be shocked either. Don't be shocked. Demise Andre got all the skills in town, and you know that. Whether you were a fan of his or not, if you were a hater of his or not, you know it and I know it. He got all the skills, all the ammunitions he needs to defeat of David Benavides and David Benavides is going to be the, is, is is going to be the favorite. He does got speed and power. He got youth. You know what I'm saying? He brings the type of element that that that's that is not necessarily seen by a big man like that. But he's favored to win. But I'm just telling y'all, don't be surprised if the Andre schools that schools the monster. Don't be surprised if the boogeyman schools the monster. The boogeyman scares the monster. Boo! And the monsters run away. <laughs> but that would be an, an incredible fight. The co-main, they, they got the co-main, I believe, as well. What's the co-main? Damn, what's the co-main? The co-main. Yes, Jamar Charlo back in the ring versus Jose Benavidez Jr., David Benavidez's brother. I think that's, I mean, people, uh, I think that's a okay fight because, um, Jose Benavidez Jr. is moving up to the middleweight division, but um, um, Jamal Charlo hasn't been in the ring, hasn't been inactive. You already know he's been he's been dealing with men, um, um, personal life issues. You know, first it was with the fan, with his with his ex wife or his wife at the moment, um, 
And I think that right there just probably messed them all up in the mindset. You know, when you're a man and, and you're a family man and you lose your family, lose the, your significant other that you've been since you was in high school. You know, you groomed your you groomed yourself with this particular person. You become one. So, you know, some, some people will be like, come on, man, snap out of it, man. Come on, man. You a fighter, man. But, you know, he only fights for one night, only fights when he goes to camp. You know what I'm saying? But he lives a life of a father and, and, and live a life of a husband. That's his life. And when he don't got that, then it's like you lose your life. It's like you're dead man walking. You feel me? So I understand Jamal Charlo's state, state of mind. Uh, I'm glad that everything is working now. It's, the, it's, it's best for, for, for him, it seems. And, it's best of, and, of course, it's best for the kids. Then they got like five kids together. So shout out to Jamal Charlo and his wife. And hopefully things work out and things just, you know, you live ha happily ever after. Right? best thing that we want for other humans is to be happy and especially the nuclear family that he has is still a beautiful thing to have a mother and father at home um kids from the same woman i mean you we don't see that a lot so shout out to to, to jamar charlo and 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 his wife um but he's gonna be back in the ring that's gonna be a good fight as well so um, I think with 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 the voice of the Miso Andre and David Benavidez as Jose Benavidez Senior and Junior Jamal Charlo, I believe they all can sell this fight, and it could actually be a very a very lucrative pay per view event. I think that it could actually exceeds the expectations. Um, but it's gonna be a good fight, and the winner of that fight should be. Fighting Canelo Alvarez Cinco de Mayo It should not be This fight of Crawford versus Canelo Stop talking about it folks That's a fantasy fight That's a video game fight That's a man Moving up three divisions up Yes yes But Crawford is Pound for pound number one But that doesn't mean That he needs to go up Three divisions up To fight the The best fighter The undisputed fighter In Canelo Alvarez That's in his prime And stuff like that Stop it folks We never asked Andre Ward in 168 To go fight on, on, on Flo Mayweather at 147 uh, or, or Flo Mayweather to move up to the 168-pound division to fight Andre Ward when they was in the top of their game because it's just like now, right? Bud Crawford is pound for pound number one. Flo Mayweather at the time was pound for pound number one. Andre Ward was pound for pound number two. You know what I'm saying? But we were smart enough and we, were real, and we thought realistic, you know, thoughts. We never even imagined to ask Andre Ward or, or Floyd, would you move to the 168 to fight uh, uh, um, Andre uh, uh, Andre Ward? You know what I'm saying? That's th that's really dumb. And it's kind of it looks like the fans right now because of exhibitions nowadays. It seems like they have um, got accustomed to seeing unrealistic things, and they have mind f themselves and believing that a fight with Buck Crawford versus Canelo Alvarez is actually a good fight. What the hell that fight does for Canelo Alvarez? I mean, Canelo Alvarez gets critiqued and shamed for, I remember when he picked to fight Dimitri Bavar, and they shamed him saying that that's a cherry pick. To go up to the 175-pound division and fight a champion like Dimitri Bavar, the undefeated champion, they call it a cherry pick. When he fought Sergey Kovalev, the people said that Canelo Alvarez was fighting the, the, the weakest of all champions, remember? And they said that Kovalev was old, but Kovalev was only 35 years old, which was younger than Terrence Bud Crawford. And then we just saw this past weekend when Canelo Alvarez fought Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo, who is six feet, who's taller than Canelo Alvarez, bigger than Buck, um, than Buck Crawford, way bigger than Buck Crawford and stuff like that. And then on fight night, because the way that you rehydrate, because y'all know that 
That doesn't mean because you you you, you clocking in on 168, you're gonna be 168. No, you're gonna rehydrate to the 180 plus, and that's what Canelo Alvarez did. And for Jamal Charlo, he couldn't rehydrate because that's not really his weight class. He only rehydrated four pounds, and we saw the significantly different size of Pauls of Canelo Alvarez and Jamal Charlo. What you think is Buck Crawford gonna be looking like? If if, if Jamal Charlo looked way smaller than Canelo Alvarez, what you think that Buck Crawford is gonna look like? But because you're so accustomed of these video games, fantasy fights, and stuff like that, you want to bring that this this you want to bring that a bud and Canelo Alvarez, ladies and gentlemen, you better quit it, you better stop it, you better stop smoking that ish that poo that Pookie was smoking in New Jack City. You better stop smoking that ish that Jimmy O Jackson was smoking the Jungle Fever. You better stop smoking that rock, okay? Take it easy, alright? Take it easy. Put the pipe down, damn it! Put the pipe down. Put the pipe down. Sheesh! There's so many good fights out there for Buck Crawford. Buck Crawford versus Boots. Buck Crawford versus Thurman. Buck Crawford versus even Danny Swift Garcia in 154 pounds if he's young. Oh yes, yes, yes. What do you mean, yo? But Buck Crawford was just—he was—he was—he was kidding. That shit is a cakewalk. Ain't no damn cakewalk. We never seen no Danny Swift Garcia, Keith Thurman be demoralized by nobody. The problem is with people that y'all have, uh, have, have. Devalue these fighters to the point that the realistic fights is not a good fight for you anymore. You have devalued a guy like Keith Thurman that his only blemish, his only loss was a split decision loss versus Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao, the eight division world champion, five time lineal, 12 time world champion, the ambassador, the senator, the humanitarian, the greatest karaoke singer of them all. The goats, Manny. Yo, you divided Keith from Tom Thurman thinking it's old. But, but Crawford would eat him alive, man. That ain't a good fight. What you mean it's not a good fight? Look at the error. Look at his resume. What you mean it's not a good fight? And this is the reason why people are talking about Bud Crawford and Canelo Alvarez because you guys have the value. So many fighters around Bud Crawford that you don't even want to see it because that's it. You have the conclusion of the fight that Bud Crawford is going. That's it. Bud Crawford's going to win. That's not a good fight. He's going to win. He's going. He, he's just going to beat the crap out of him. He's going because your your mind is in the clouds of what what, what Bud Crawford did to Earl Spence. Well, Earl Spence ain't no Keith Thurman. And just because Keith um, Earl Spence beat Dennis with Garcia, he didn't demoralize Dennis with Garcia. Like I said before, like I said like 10 minutes ago, stop acting like boxing is not historically documented. You haven't seen everything in the sport of boxing. We've seen, we've seen upsets. We've seen shockers. Yeah, Bud Crawford will be the favorite. That doesn't necessarily believe that I, 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 I never seen Bud Crawford in the ring with the athletic more. I never seen Bud Crawford in the ring with, with with an athletic fighter like a Keith on Tom Thurman that got power in both hands. I want to see that fight. I want to see your boots. I want to see probably a Lubin. I want to see a, a a Fondora. Yeah, I want to see those fights. I want to see a Lara. I want to see a Brian Castaño. I want to see a Jamel Charlo and Terrence Bud Crawford. He doesn't need no no Canelo Alvarez. Skip it 154, skip it 160. Who do you think you are? No. Ain't no video game fights around here. Not on Punch Run Boxers. Watch. <laughs> I ain't trying to, I ain't trying, I ain't trying to be like, like, like that guy in the Michael Max movie. Get your hands out of my pocket. I ain't trying to be in the pockets of Buck Crawford. But you trying to be in my pockets, though. 
just like with the Canelo Alvarez and Jamel Charlo, that if you, if you don't come out and show up, y'all trying to be in my pockets, though. What you mean, get your hands in my pocket? You trying to be on my pocket? You asking me? You asking me to subscribe? You asking me to pay? But anyway, I believe those are good fights for Bud. Um, but we heard that um Tyson Fury gonna be fighting um Alexander Usyk that that fight is signed. You know, Tyson Fury gonna be fighting um. This month, the UFC fighter, I don't know his name. It's the, I don't follow the UFC, so I apologize for that. Um, but he's going to be fighting a UFC fighter exhibition. Get that money there. And then after that, he fight Alexander Usyk, I believe, in December, they said. For the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Tyson Fury, regarded as the best heavyweight of this era, has regarded as a heavyweight fighter that will beat all the heavyweights in the history of the sport of boxing. And because of his size... And his IQ, yeah, is is not is not far fetched. You know what I'm saying? Back in the days, the heavyweights were like 195, 96 pounds, 200 pounds, light, light. There was like today's light heavyweights. You know what I'm saying? They were like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. <laughs> Shit, Tyson Fury was like 170 pounds and stuff like that. Um. I'm sorry, 270 pounds. But I can't wait to see that fight. Um, Alexander Usyk. Alexander Usyk didn't, uh, I believe he did He did get hit with a body shot. And I believe that he did get stopped by Danny Dubois. But that's just my opinion. Um, it was a good place body shot. But that's a, but, but that's the fight that we want to see in the heavyweight division. And we hopefully we want to see uh, Anthony Joshua versus um, um, Deontay Wilder in January. Like Eddie Hearn have alluded that that fight could possibly be possible possibly happen um Teofimo Lopez Teofimo Lopez versus Ryan Garcia February 10th Super Bowl weekend Ryan Garcia stepping back in the ring um December December 2nd I believe so he's gonna be back in the ring December 2nd and if he wins that fight Bob Arum top rank Bob Arum Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar De La Hoya is already talking about the fight, a potential showdown, and one of the biggest nights, or not one of the biggest nights, but the biggest night in sports, in the sports industry, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl weekend. I'm talking about the weekend, the biggest weekend. This is the best opportunity for TFM Lopez to get the bag that he deserves. This is the great opportunity for Ryan Garcia to get a, a title shot that probably he's going to deserve after he wins this his next fight with a victory. Hopefully no cuts, no stitches, no broken hand, no nothing in which he can just go back into training camp and, and prepare for a team from Lopez. February 10th, Las Vegas, Nevada, Super Bowl weekend. Nothing could be big, bigger. It works good for branding. It works good for team from Lopez brand and sponsors and for Ryan Garcia as well. The fight, two young fighters, two explosive fighters that got speed and got power, two exciting fighters. Now, of course, people got the, in the back of their minds the Ryan Garcia that lost to Javante Tan Davis, but also we all understood that, that Ryan Garcia was depleted, catch weight, rehydration clause, said he wasn't, a, he, um, um, said that, he, that they didn't want him to fight a, 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 a tune-up, things of that nature, um, allegedly. But um, that would be a great fight, not only a fight, but a great opportunity for their brand and a great opportunity 
to uplift the sport of boxing because I believe that Ryan Garcia brings a fan base, a youthful fan base that's needed. And let's not forget that Tiafimo Lopez also bring that youthful fan base. You know, he was doing the Fortnite. I used to I used to coach um um the youth basketball um young basketball players and stuff like that, and they just knew really Tiafimo Lopez off his 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 um his. His um celebration perform um his celebrations after the fight, you know, so these guys bring the the youth into the youth the youth energy into the sport of boxing, um the ladies the ladies love Ryan you know and stuff like that they bring the he brings the ladies and ish like that, um the Latino fan base that's very loyal to the in the sport of boxing, and I think it'll be a wonderful fight and 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 a wonderful weekend. And every in the, everybody in the industry is going to be there in the inter- entertainment industry. Um, they all want to get a piece of of this event. Everybody's going to be in that event. Think about it. The Saturday, Saturday night before the the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to be in Vegas. I hope they order they order enough bottles. As a matter of fact, they should order all the bottles right now. But that would be a very very intriguing fight, and I can't wait to see it. Um, I wish it comes through fruition. Um, so those are the news. Those are the news. Um, oh, I got to talk about this, folks. Um, Dimitri Boval, allegedly Ike Turner, his wife, um, his wife has put things in, in, in social media saying that he was actually abusive to her. Um, uh, but I understood that, that, that Dimitri Boval, um, uh, they broke up like a year ago, almost two years ago and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden this thing is out. Um, I don't know how, how updated um, this is this abusive, this abusive, or, or the photo that, that they, she put out. Um, but, oh man, <clears throat> just another, just another fighter, man. Just another fighter going out there, putting hands on a woman, allegedly. But you know how this world works is guilty and some proven innocent. Um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, we understand also in. I'm not putting it in the back of my mind that he probably did it, but I also have it in the back of my mind that this is probably a money grub. This is to embarrass him um, because he didn't want he want he want to divorce her. He didn't want to be with her. So uh, this could be a, a a thing of her being vindictive. Um, trust me, I I, ha- I know those experiences, so I know how women could get. We've seen it in 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 we've seen it in Hollywood. We've seen it. We've seen it a lot. Me Too movement. We've seen women lie. You know, we seem to, to, to get what they want or to or because they've been heartbroken. They want you to feel a pain and they want to feel embarrassment because they embarrassed that you dumping them. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's not like a Javante Tang Davis situation because that, sh- that went viral. We seen what Javante Tang Davis manhandled his baby mama. Um it's different between that because people are you gotta keep the same you gotta keep the same consistent, yo. You gotta keep the same consistent. But the thing we seen the Javante Tan Davis one, right? But like I said before, in the sport of boxing, to be honest, these athletes are looked a different way. It it just is. I mean, we heard we we seen Kubrick Pulev kissed a journalist in the mouth and stuff like that, sexually harassed a journalist. We 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 heard about Sergey Kovalev and his abusiveness. Um, we 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 heard Mike Tyson say, um, "I don't want to do interviews with you unless I fornicate with you." You know what I'm saying to a woman reporter. We've seen Javante Tan Davis. We're hearing about Dimitri Bivol. We've heard this enough in the sport of boxing about uh, um, boxers. Um, hey, what about um, the Puerto Rican and uh, Felix Vadejo? 
you know what I'm saying, murdering his 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 wife, his baby mama, his wife, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? We've seen that a lot, and this and this and this is unfortunate. We're going back to the word unfortunate. It's unfortunate that these men that has the license to kill bare with their bare hands can't control their their feelings. Can't control their feelings that needs to put their hands on a woman. Maybe because, you know what I'm saying, they have lack of discipline. And I believe a fighter, a fighter of that caliber, y'all are designed to have that type of discipline. But the woman just gets you to a place to do those things to, to them, allegedly, right? So hopefully, hopefully I would like is just, not, I wouldn't like, but I, but I'd rather know that it's just a woman that's vindicted and scorned and, and try to dirty his name. Um, I hope it's not that he put his hands on her. You know, they, they probably have children and stuff like that. Um, but right now he's the Ike Turner of boxing. And hey, I got a proposition for you. Let me shoot a ball. If, if you are that that wants to put hands on a woman, I know a woman that wants you to put hands on her. You know what I'm saying? If you a man that want to put hands on a woman, I know a woman that wants you to put hands on her. Clarissa Shields is looking forward to fight a man because she feels that she don't get that competitive, competitive fights from women. She was calling out Triple G before. And she was calling out Q for Tom Thurman to the point of depression, uh, 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 of the uh, dep uh, not depression. Is that what's the word? Depression. Desperate. For, oh, yeah. yeah she's desperate for the fight. How about Clarissa Shields? You've been in 168 pounds. How about Clarissa Shields? Versus Dimitri Bavar. You want to hit a lady? She wants to hit a man. She want to get hit by a man. I think that would be a perfect fight. Clarissa Shields versus Dimitri Bavar. I think that's the fight to be. The fight to go. Let me know what y'all think, folks. Um, subscribe to the channel. Smash the like button. Y'all already know. Follow me on Punch, uh, on Punch Run Boxing YouTube channel. The best boxing channel in the world. Share this podcast. Punch Run Boxing podcast. You can, you can listen to this and... Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and things of that nature, man. Thank you. It's another great episode of the recap of this past weekend. The recap, the hangover, re the hangover, hangover recap. <laughs> Again, y'all already know, man. God first, everything second, fight plus survive equals true champions. Have God in your heart. That's the best investment you can make in your life. You can never lose. You can never lose. Love y'all. God bless. And on to the next.